The Pelicans are back in action for a 27-game sprint to the playoffs. So let's play a bit of a game. What's the Pelicans' biggest concern going forward? What's the biggest question we have about the Pels? And what's the most underrated thing about the team? I'll answer all of those in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Thursday, a game day for the Pelicans back in action, taking on the Houston Rockets after first game back after the All-Star break. We'll, of course, recap this game in tomorrow's episode of the show. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today into every day. We are the number one Pelicans podcast breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Final stretch run of the year. It's basically a sprint to the finish line. What is the playoffs going to look like for New Orleans? We're going to take a look at all of that here. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Do me a favor. Tell a friend about the show. Get them clued into what's going on because this is going to be a fun final stretch run for New Orleans here. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find quality uh, qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So we're going to play a bit of a game here and I want you to tell me what you think what your answers to these questions are in the comments down below on YouTube or on Twitter at Nola Jake. And this comes from Steve Jones Jr. at Steve Jones 20 on Twitter. He is an excellent guy to follow on there. If you want just more basketball knowledge, a lot of X's and O's breaking down plays, giving you some insight you really don't get anywhere else. I'm a big fan of his work. And he put up a question the other day while we were kind of still in the midst of the all-star break. And it's those questions I outlined for you in the open here. What's the biggest concern for your your team, the Pelicans going forward. What's the biggest question we have about them and what's the most underrated thing. So we're going to tackle those in today's episode here. So let's start with biggest concern. And I got to define two things here first, because look, I think concern and question are kind of very similar things, right? So we need to differentiate between concern and question. Concern is what worries me, what worries you about this team. Question is something we don't know the answer to yet. They're similar, but different in this case, right? So what I want to look at here, my biggest concern about the team thing that worries me is this one word, health, health, right? Like that has been what has derailed New Orleans for as far back as we can remember. You know, health kind of derailed Chris Paul's career a little bit here in New Orleans. Health was always an issue with Anthony Davis, whether or not he was going to play, getting MRIs, questionable to return, all of that. And health has derailed Zion Williamson's like very highly touted tenure here in New Orleans. And they're still just kind of getting their feet back. Health has also impacted Brandon Ingram, who missed 20 something games last year straight with a toe injury that really hurt New Orleans in some of the playoff seating that they could have had. So health has always been a problem for New Orleans. So while health, yes, certainly is a concern for any team, I think it's doubly so here in New Orleans, given the history of what we've seen. There were a couple of years, right, where they lost the most games due to injury. But health this year has actually been good. 
And that's why I'm kind of scared. Like, we're on a good run here. Can this actually keep up? Right? That's the concern that we don't want to see a very promising season derailed by injuries yet again. New Orleans is on pace to have close to 50 wins, 48, 49, 50, somewhere in that range. You know, that's only happened basically one other time where they've gotten above 50 in franchise history. They're on pace for a top four season in franchise history. You know, that's significant. This while maybe it doesn't feel as good as it could, is a good team. And that's something that I've been hammering if you're an everydayer of the show, right? You know I've been saying this team is good. There's flaws, there's room to grow. We'll see if they do all of that. And we'll talk more about that coming up in the show here. But this is a good team. We don't want to see it derailed by injuries. But overall, the health has been good this year, right? Zion Williamson is playing in games. Brandon Ingram is playing in games. And that's really worth highlighting that, they're getting this right. That's not something that they always have. You know, there was a lot made over the coach, uh, not the coaching staff. There's a lot made over the coaching staff. That might be uh, some sort of Freudian slip there. A lot has been made in the past over the medical staff and what they needed to do in New Orleans, the Pelicans, this, this offseason, really listened to the players. They moved on from Aaron Nelson. That was a significant hire that David Griffin made when he took over this franchise. They were kind of trying to change the perception of this team, and it just never worked out for the first four years. And so to move on from Aaron Nelson, who had a stellar reputation for the most part, around the league, though I think that started to wane in more recent years, and start to listen to the players more and their input on all of that was a significant departure from how they have kind of approached things in the past, right? So to do that, I think was a big concession on this team's part. And I think that's an impressive thing to kind of make that change, listen to the guys. And look, it's paying off, right? Zion Williamson has played in 44 games this season. That is 80% of the games this year. That's fantastic, right? Like, let's be honest. That is awesome to see that he has played in 44 games here and is playing in over 80% of the games when he hasn't even come close to that number in the past. Brandon Ingram, who has had injury issues as well, right, has played in 92.7% of the Pelicans games this year. They're keeping their best players healthy. They should be commended for that. That's why it scares us that it might just fall apart like that. You know, again, I think any team could point to health as their biggest concern. But ultimately, I think that kind of impacts New Orleans more because, look, one of these guys goes down for the remainder of the year. Like, that's a problem. You know, at a certain point, because of their injury history, how much more, can, you know, it raises so many more questions then, right? Like, can you rely on these guys? Can you build around a team where guys are constantly injured? And I think that becomes hard to say yes to. So it raises questions. That one concern, should it happen, raises questions, right? We could phrase this as a question. Will they stay healthy? Won't need to do that because I think there's other bigger questions here. You know, it's the concern is that if they get hurt, it worries us because it's going to just derail the season. The next one that I'm going to get into, you could say is a concern, but I think it's more of an open-ended question. And we'll, we'll talk about that in the next segment here. So health has overall been good. Like even CJ McCollum came back what felt like relatively quickly from the punctured, collapsed lung, whatever you want to call it, whatever it was, right? He came back and, you know, did you know, relatively quickly and guys overall have been just healthy this year, right? You know, you haven't seen a ton of guys go down with like significant injuries. Larry missed some time, certainly, but came back and is playing great. 
looks to be healthy. So they took that kind of right treatment and approach with him. Dyson had the unfortunate injury, but you know, that's really been it, at least for injuries that have happened during the season. So what the Pelicans are doing has really been working. And I'm glad to see that. And that alleviates some of the concern that I would have had going into the season about this. So I'm thrilled with what we're seeing from the team, but still always when it comes to this team is going to be health going forward. That's the biggest concern. But what's the biggest question? Well, it has to do with the starters. If you're an everydayer, that's no surprise. But let's talk about that and how I view this as a question because I think the context in that is kind of important too. Uh, also, had, oh, I've got an honorable mention here for something that was a concern. We'll talk about that at the start of the next segment. Then we'll get into the starters and the biggest question. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Right now, though, I'm excited to tell you about LinkedIn Jobs because LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to hire. And when you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals, qualified professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. You don't have a ton of time to try and hire people for your small business, right? Posting jobs, then doing all the interviewing. Are you interviewing the right people, the wrong people? It can set you back if you interview the wrong ones. You're wasting time that you don't have. It's a pain, right? But hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Because LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals. Think about that. Which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. So with uh, 2.5 million small businesses are using LinkedIn to hire right now. You should be as well. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdownmba. That's linkedin.com slash lockdownmba to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Become an everyday or listen Monday through Friday to Locked On Pelicans. Or if you listen two days a week, listen three days a week. We have almost 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. Want to hit that by the end of this season. So if you haven't subscribed, please do so. And comment down below. What's your biggest concern about the team? What's the biggest question you have about the team? What's the most underrated thing about the team this year? Well, a couple of things that y'all said here. Um, From the first section here, biggest concern, I said health. Honorable mention, a lot of y'all said coaching. I I get it, but Willie Green said after practice on Wednesday that their goal is to be out of the play-in tournament. You know, this is something that I did. I did a whole show on this literally yesterday, right? You know, I think by design, they're not doing too much to tweak the team because, look, they're winning games. They're achieving that goal of being out of the playing tournament right now. Now, maybe coaching holds them back and they fall into it. We'll see. But they're on pace for nearly 50 wins. They're doing something right. I don't know if they need a ton of coaching changes right now in the middle of the year because I don't want to see things get derailed where you go on a four-game losing streak after trying to mix it up. And all of a sudden, now you're in the playing tournament. What they're doing now is working even if it's uninspiring, and I think that is the case. So 
I don't know. Don't don't change too much. So that's not my biggest concern right now. Like coaching isn't on kind of any of the concerns for me right now. Maybe in the future, yeah. But what they're doing is working. I think there's something to be said for that, right? Seventh best defense, more on the defense in the third segment here. They're nearly a top 10 offense too. Like they're doing some things that are working here. 12th best offense. They're trending in the right direction. All right, let's go to the biggest question here. And again, question and concern I think can be really tied together here. So the question to me is this, can the starters figure it out and be a positive on the court? Now you could frame this as a concern. The concern is the starters don't figure it out, right? But let's phrase it as a question. Can the starters figure it out? Because look, even if they don't, I actually think that's okay given where this season is heading, right? So can the starters figure it out? We don't know. This is to me the biggest question because of the playoffs. No matter what, I think they're going to get into the playoffs this season. They're definitely on track for that. It feels like that's what is going to end up happening here. If they want to make noise in the playoffs, the starters need to be better, just flat out. We talked a lot about this over this past week here. The starters have not been good. You know, you need to rely on your starters more than in the postseason than you can in the bench. And as they're starting to already tighten the rotation, the depth, the Pelicans being 10, 11 guys deep, doesn't help you as much when some of those guys aren't playing and opponents aren't playing as deep of a roster as well. So you need the starters to figure it out. There's also not many changes this team can make at this point, right? So relying on your starters fixes or your starters getting better fixes a lot of things around this team. It ties into so much, right? That's how they're going to stop blowing leads in the second half. Those runs go when the starters are out there on the court, not when the bench is. That's a big concern. It's bad third quarters from the starters and that starting unit that leads to a lot of problems. Well, if the starters play better, you know, work better together, you have that less, you win more games, right? You know, since your starters get the majority of minutes, the majority of possessions, a lot of y'all, and I, put, I posted this on Twitter and was curious what y'all had said, you know, uh, consistency was a theme here. So the starters get the majority of minutes. If they play better, that's how this team becomes more consistent, right? When the majority of your minutes, 60 to 80% of your minutes are the starters and they're playing well. Well, then you're consistent, right? But when the starters are inconsistent, your team's going to be inconsistent because of the roles, the usage rate, those type of things that, that, that they play, right? It's also how this team reaches their potential. This ties to the coaching, right? You know, could that hold them back? It feels, or it, it ties to how this team is kind of feeling disappointing. And I've spoken about this on the show. It just doesn't feel like they're as good as they should be. And that isn't a great feeling, even if they're good in winning games, How they reach their potential is your starters do it. That's what drives things in the NBA. So if you want them to reach their potential, it's the starters not working. Now you could say that's on coaching, not being used right. I'd say it's maybe more on the play of these guys and their style of play and what they want to do. They all know what the coaches want them to do. And I wouldn't say they're doing that necessarily. So when you look at this, it's just how everything comes together in my opinion. So here's, What's interesting about it and why it's a question, not necessarily a concern. This team's going to get into the playoffs and I don't expect them to make the conference finals, right? Like we, I don't expect them to win an NBA title. That's okay. It's okay. I just want to know if this group works or not, or if it's time to break it up, right? It's a data point it, that, that sounds very impersonal. It sounds very like Excel spreadsheet-y, but that's important to know what to do because it informs your off-season plans. 
We've never gotten a chance to see if Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson work in the playoffs, right? So should you break them up when you don't know that big thing, right? There's a piece of information you don't have that's kind of key on everything you're going to do with this franchise when it comes to player personnel. Well, get it answered this year. And even if it's not the answer you want, right? Or take that out of it. Say it's a negative answer that they don't work together. At least you know, and you know what to do. You trade people, right? Like we know they're going to look to move on from Jonas Valanciunas because they've gotten that data point out of the way. We just kind of like know that that doesn't work. So now what's next, right? And I'm not going to say it's good or bad. If they don't click, I wouldn't say it's bad. It's bad for this season because it means you won't do anything, You know, you won't win a title, but if you're not expecting that in the first place, it sets you up better for next year. And I think that's an important thing. I don't know if they should break this team up yet. I don't know if you should break up. And when we say break up the team, right, it's the Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram pairing. I don't know if they should do that yet. I truly don't because we haven't seen it and we don't have an answer to that question. But if the starters don't figure it out, If you get into the postseason and the starters just still struggle and you lose in four or five games, that's a concern going forward of can they put it together? And I think you start to get a clearer understanding that maybe the answer to that is no. That's not an exciting thing, but it also informs what your next steps are. And with some of the draft capital that New Orleans still has, with some of the talented young players on this team, you can make moves that build your team in the way that you think is going to be competitive in the postseason. So I think even if we find out that the starters aren't working together and they flame out of the playoffs and look, I hope that doesn't happen. We at least know that and we can make informed decisions going forward. And that's what you want the front office to be able to do. So that's why this question to me is so important. I don't necessarily care about the answer. I'd like them to work, certainly, but I think it's also okay if they don't, and then you make the right decisions and right moves based on that. And that, I think, is worth knowing, and that's why I think this question is kind of key to not necessarily just this this season, but this coming off season, and then the subsequent actual regular season. So this will kind of drive everything for New Orleans. It's a big, big burning question and I don't have the answer to it yet. It's not a concern to me, right? Like that's what I mean, the difference between question and concern here, right? If they don't work out, it's okay. It's okay. It's not a concern because then we know what to do and we'll still have fun in the playoffs. So that's always a great thing. So coming up next, well, first, let me know what your biggest question about this team is. Do you agree with me? Do you disagree? Is there another question? The most underrated thing about the Pelicans, I actually have a couple of things with this that I want to share with y'all because there's a lot to highlight that I don't think gets talked about enough in a sense. So let's, let's talk about it here coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Right now, though, I'm excited to tell you about FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. So you're feeling good about the Pelicans taking on the Houston Rockets? Throw $5 on the money line. Pelicans win, you win that $5 bet and get $150 in bonus bets. And you can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlay exclusive props and more so just visit fanduel.com slash locked on nba and shoot your shot fanduel official sportsbook partner of the nba and the official sportsbook of locked on 
And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Tell a friend about the show. Comment down below. All of those things. Become an everyday. It's the number one way to support the channel. If you're an everyday, let me know in the comments down below. I see y'all in there. It's a lot of fun to see the support and everything, and I truly, truly appreciate it. So today I'm asking questions, and I want to hear what your question, what, what your responses are. Let me know in the comments down below. Biggest concern you have about this team? I said health. Biggest question remaining is will the starters click or not? And then we're on to the most underrated thing. I got a couple things here because there's a there's a few here, and I think they lead to interesting discussions in, in talking points about things here. So first and foremost, look, the most underrated thing here is Herb freaking Jones because we love Herb, not on Herb, right? Love Herb Jones, giving him that contract this offseason. Just kind of at times feels like the heart and soul of this team. Dude that just gives it all. He's played 50 games out of 55, right? Like we love Herb Jones. Herb Jones is doing something this year that he hasn't really done in the NBA yet, and that is shoot the three ball well. On over on three and a half attempts per game, which is one more than his career average, he is shooting 40.7% from three. So let's round up. Let's give him give him a couple percentage points here. Let's say he's shooting 41% from three on three attempts per game. He's making about one and a half attempts per game. One and a half threes. Those are really strong numbers. Those are really strong numbers. He's an elite defender. He should be on. It's been criminal that he hasn't made. Not criminal, but you get what I mean. That's an exaggeration. It's been wrong, in a sense, that he hasn't made one of the all defensive teams uh, at the NBA level yet. He is that good right? Like everyone basically says this is one of the elite defensive players in the league. He blocks tons of three point shots. And that is not an easy thing to do. Like that is so hard to do. In my opinion, you don't really see it. And he does that often. And I think it's incredible. He's just an elite defensive player, but he's elevated his offensive game this year. You know, one of the things you see with guys that are like elite defensive guys is they don't always have offensive games because one of the reasons for that is they're trying to conserve their energy. Drew Holiday was a really good example of this, right? Some of the nights when he was just an absolute terror defensively, he got nothing on the offensive end because he was too tired and he was just like resting during some of those possessions and things like that, right? It's also why you see some offensive players not give you much on the defensive side of the ball. It's the flip side of that, right? They're giving you so much energy spent on offense that they just don't have it on the defensive side of the ball where they're trying to just conserve some of that, rest a little bit to be able to go and just burst and score and do all those other things. Herb Jones is kind of giving it to you on both ends of the ends of the court. That's an incredible thing. So shooting well above league average, the league average from three is 36.7%. He is shooting 40.7, right? Like he's shooting, that's 4% better. That's an incredible number. That is significant here. So becoming... I don't want to say an offensive threat because he's not, but becoming a much more consistent offensive player is great. It's wonderful. Like it's not being talked about enough. He's an elite defender and becoming a good three point shooter. That's what we want. Now there's a bit of, I'm going to put a, but with this, but that's not impacting how opponents defenses are operating yet. And maybe never will, right? He's not tilting the defense. Defenses aren't shifting their coverages to him and that's okay. 
right? Like when it comes to spacing, I don't know if there's any player in the league that's going to space the court necessarily for Zion Williamson, right? So you're not looking for Herb Jones to space the court. That's not what we're looking really for anyone to do. What have I always said? If you're an everyday or a longtime listener, you already know what I'm going to say, right? It's not about spacing the court for Zion Williamson because I don't know if it's cap- anyone's capable of doing that. It's about making defenses pay for how they defend Zion Williamson. You throw, so, throw three bodies at him. Well, we're going to make you pay by hitting an open three. You still might be okay with that, but we're going to make you pay. Herb Jones is making defenses pay. It's all we can ask for. I absolutely love that. If he keeps doing this and if the volume goes up, if he can get it up another attempt per game, four and a half attempts per game, five attempts per game, still shooting 40%, that's actually maybe going to have defenses have to account for him a little bit more. That then opens things up for Zion and you start to kind of build this like scary offense more. It's been really great. Another thing that I have when it comes to underrated is, look, the defense is good, consistently good. Right. Look at we just talked about Herb Jones. We know he's an awesome defender. Who's the other plus defender, good defender in the starting lineup? It's not Zion, right? Like he isn't good. You could almost say he's bad. Valanciunas is a negative, especially in the pick and roll. Right. CJ isn't particularly good, but is trying more on that end. You know, has elevated his play on that end. Brandon Ingram at best is a is a neutral defender at best. Right? Like, no one's a plus defender, a positive defender out of that starting four. Yet the Pelicans have the seventh best defense. They just get it done no matter who is on the court. I think that is an incredible thing. They just go out and they defend at a high level and give you what you want. Seventh best defense this year. They were the sixth best last year, right? They, no matter how many different starting lineups they have, No matter who's playing a significant role, this team is always good on the defensive side of the ball. They're eighth best at forcing turnovers this season. You know, they they do a very good job at defensive rebounding, even if it doesn't feel like it. They're ninth best there. You know, they force opponents to take contested and or bad shots so opponents don't shoot particularly high against them. All of this is a really good thing. They, they just do what you want. You know, you could call it an identity if you want, maybe. But no matter who is out there, what they're doing works on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that is a really impressive thing. That there is something here that is working so well, and we've talked a lot about it on the show, defensively, that no matter who you have out there. How many different players have started games for the team this year? They've had 11 different players start for them, right? You have your usual starters. Dyson Daniels has started 15 games. Hawkins started 10. Trey has started six. Matt Ryan, Najee, and Jeremiah Robinson Earl have all started one. And this defense is still good. They had back-to-back games where they held guys under 100 points. That's incredible. Under uh, Held their opponent under 100 points. Like, that's a really impressive number. This defense is consistently good. I love that. You could also maybe say Jonas Valanciunas is underrated on the offensive side. But we're not going to actually list that as one. So let me know what you think, right? Who? What is the biggest concern you have going forward? Is it health? What about the biggest question? Is it, will the starters click or not? Or is there another question you have? Is it have to do with coaching, right? What's the most underrated thing you found about this team? I think another underrated thing could be just look at some of like the guys they've drafted and developed. Hawkins looks to be good. Trey looks to be good. Herb Jones, Najee, Jose, right? Like there's a number of guys here that kind of like clucked out of somewhat obscurity, somewhat, 
and have turned into key contributors, key guys for this team. That's drafting, that's scouting. That's really impressive and something that maybe doesn't get talked about enough because you need stuff like that in a small market too. So credit to the front office that and with the health stuff too. Let me know what you think in the comments down below. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. Be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game against the Houston Rockets.